Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Bring it up, Jake. is going to join us in just a second from Establish the Run, but we got a, got a lot a lot of content still to bring you here. A lot of wagertainment, as they as they say. They trademarked it. So there you go. A lot of wagertainment coming up over the course of the next 60 minutes. We'll bring you our bets of steel for tonight in the National Hockey League. Only two games tonight in the NBA. We'll bring you bets for both of them with the Bucks and the Pacers and the Hawks and the Magic. You know, from Mexico City. And then, of course, side total and props for Thursday Night Football with the Bears and the Panthers in Chicago. We will also have conversation on Comeback Player of the Year in the National Football League with the GOAT of award betting, our guy, Ken Barkley. But joining us right now to kick off the Power Hour, we absolutely love this time slot for this guest. It's absolutely awesome. Leading off our Power Hour on Thursday is the great Evan Silva from Establish the Run. you got to follow Evan on Twitter. At Evan Silva. Uh, you need to check out EstablishTheRun.com. I subscribe to the NFL coverage. It's great. Mike Gallagher comes on our show also. Mike Gallagher, amazing. Killing it with NBA props, by the way. We mentioned this on the air the other day. Mike's been smashing NBA. So check out ETR's NBA coverage as well. And listen to the ETR NFL podcast. Not just for, for betting, but you play fantasy, DFS, season-long fantasy football. The content is top-notch. And we welcome Evan now to the show. My friend, welcome back. Nick and Ken, happy Week 10 to you and yours. And same to you. Got a lot of bets this week. I like the weeks where I got a lot of bets. So let's get into it. <laughs> it's just like I just love the tone. It's like I have a million things. Let's hell begin. yeah. Uh, let's Evan, do it. this third this Thursday night game is absolutely brutal if you're a casual football fan. But if you're a better, like Thursday night football is Thursday night football. It's like an opportunity to bet side total and props for stuff. I know you have some things that you like for this game. Bears laying about three, three and a half total in the mid to high 30s. Uh, what are you looking at here for the uh, the Panthers and the Bears coming up in about two hours? Well, I think that this is an absolute smash game 
for Deontay Foreman, Khalil Herbert was not activated off the injured reserve. He'd been practicing fully, so that was a little bit of a surprise. But this is going to be the Deontay Foreman show against his former team in a revenge game against a Panthers run defense that's been getting absolutely slaughtered in a game that the Bears can win and stay in neutral to positive game script. And those are the kind of games where Deontay Foreman can flourish. This is a guy who routinely, after the Panthers traded away Christian McCaffrey last year, routinely ran for over 100 yards. You look at his alternative rushing yard props, and I mean, nine to one for him to go over 110 rushing yards, six to one for him to go over uh, over 101. I, I just I, I bet them all. I mean, I, I went with the whole ladder approach on Deontay Foreman. I think he's going to absolutely cook in this game. The Bears' running game has been good all season. It really hasn't mattered which running back has been back there or even, you know, the status of their offensive line, which has been injured, which is now the healthiest that it's been since week one. J.J. Foreman is going to cook. Uh, Evan, I know you have another bet in this game, and, like, you came on week three Thursday Night Football with us, Niners and Giants, gave a Ronnie Bell first touchdown. So I feel like we'll, we'll be paying the first touchdown bets on Thursday Night Football for a long time off of those Ronnie Bell bets. I know you have a first touchdown bet for us tonight on Thursday Night Football with the Panthers and the Bears, and I think our audience will be very interested to hear what that bet is. Yeah, just real quick, it is, and it's first and last. I would bet first and last touchdown. His first is like 25 to 1. His last, him to score the last t- touchdown is 22 to 1. It's Terrace Marshall, and it's completely because DJ Shark is out. And I believe that Terrace Marshall is going to jump into that number three receiver role behind Jonathan Mingo and Adam Thielen. And so he's just going to be out there a lot, plain and simple. All right, so we're betting, we're betting Terrence Marshall anytime touchdown. We're betting, I like, love, love a good ladder on a Thursday night. Here's Deontay Foreman up to basically up to like whatever number is offered that is the highest number. That's, that's how I Evan would like to go on the, uh, the Deontay Foreman ladder. Evan, we, every Thursday when we have you on, we usually we spend our Thursday doing awards, talk about all the award markets, just update it with any news throughout the week, uh, since last Thursday, since the last time we talked about it. And I've even asked a couple guests this week about the Bills and Josh Allen and this offense and just, does Monday night represent a buy opportunity? Like everyone's down on them. They lost a couple of games. Maybe they won't make the playoffs. Or is it like going to be more of the same? Like, you know, Nick and I like Denver in the game, for example. It seems like I, I think that you're buying the Bills to kind of get back to what we thought they'd be at the start of the year. Maybe that maybe that has some effect on the MVP conversation, too. Well, I mean, I'm feeling like I'm, I'm, throw, I'm flamethrowing right now with the, uh, with the awards market because – a couple of weeks ago, we talked about A.J. Brown at 50-1 to 1 to win Offensive Player of the Year. Now he's down to plus 550. Joe Burrow, we talked about last week to bet on him in the MVP market. When he was at 20-1, to 1, he's down to uh, 22-1. to 1. He's down to 7-1. to 1. And so, and the theory behind that was that Joe Burrow was going to have a big game in primetime. And now Josh Allen gets an opportunity to have a big game in primetime. Last week, Josh Allen was 12 to 1 MVP. He fell to 20 to 1 MVP. This will probably be the end of my season making MVP bets, but I want to have Joe Burrow at 22 to 1, and I want to have Josh Allen at 20 to 1, and that's our opportunity. The Broncos, and this is our opportunity to do that, the Broncos have played much better defense recently. But I also think that this is a game where Josh Allen could just go absolutely bonkers. 
and at 20 to one, I'm taking them. It, it does feel like even in games like the Bills don't like play well or score a lot of points. Like Josh Allen always gets there statistically. I say this as someone who has a lot of Josh Allen in fantasy football this year. You better you bet with Nick and Ken on a Thursday. Talking week 10 and award betting with our pal Evan Silva from Establish the Run. Check out EstablishTheRun.com. Follow Evan on Twitter at Evan Silva. Well, Evan, well, you've got the, the human torch flame on approach here. The flamethrower with award betting. Um, Josh Allen MVP. You texted me that you have a thought in coach of the year as well. And that's a guy that's never won this particular award. And if they win a bunch of games, maybe he'll be in consideration. Give us your guy for coach of the year at a big price. Well, I think that the um, the general way that the voters who vote for the coach of the year award these days, the, the way that the, what they're really looking for is the coach that is getting the most out of the worst. And I think that the Steelers are probably a bottom 10 team in terms of talent. However, they're about to go six and three when they beat the Packers on Sunday. Uh, And Mike Tomlin, you could get him at 22 to one. He's a guy who's really regarded positively by pretty much everyone anyway. And it's very apparent that he is not playing with a full deck in terms of his roster personnel. So for him to be coaxing a potential six and three team, out of this roster, I mean, I think that, you know, this is what the voters are looking for. No, I think it makes sense. We we talked about Tomlin briefly as like, if anybody can beat Dan Campbell, maybe there's only a short list of coaches who can kind of create that narrative to do it. And I think Tomlin's definitely one of the three. I might think like O'Connell's more likely, but like they're both, like it's totally, also like, I didn't think the Steelers would have this record. And if they just keep doing it, then I think everyone's going to be really surprised and maybe vote for Mike Tomlin. Why don't we stay in the AFC North, Evan? Like a really interesting game. So you mentioned you, you like Josh Allen at the price to an MVP. Lamar Jackson, kind of by most like consensus midseason reporting, feels like he's ahead for that award right now, but enters a game where he faces a really, really, really tough defense, a team that he plays twice a year. So maybe that familiarity, maybe the Browns defense, you know, kind of causes his price to drop too. The Ravens are six, six and a half point favorites in the market right now against the Browns and Deshaun Watson. Uh, what do we like in this game? Yeah, I, I like the Ravens to cover at home. The Ravens are rolling both offensively and defensively. The Browns are going to be without both of their starting tackles. And their number three tackle, it looks like, Dewan Jones, who's been awesome for them at right tackle in place of Jack Conklin, has not practiced this week. And Jedrick Wills was just placed on injured reserve. They're talking about maybe moving Joel Batonio, their longtime starting left guard, out to left tackle. You know, I don't know what they're going to do, but I know that they're in trouble. The Ravens have allowed 4.6 yards per pass attempt, which is an unruly number. Uh, by far the lowest in the league. And also they lead the NFL in sacks by four, which is considerable. They don't even really have a big-time pass rusher. I mean, they have Jadavian Clown, who's a big name. Never been a truly elite pass rusher, and they're doing all this. Mike McDonald, I think, their defensive coordinator, is going to be a head coach in 2024. Um, but there, I, And I, I have no faith in, in Deshaun Watson hanging in the pocket, even making it through a full game against this defense. I think that's going to be difficult. So I think the Ravens pound them. Future NFL head coach and also has got a lot of number one hits. The guy, the great Mike McDonald. Absolutely love it. Uh, that's his name, right? The the singer. Anyway, uh, let's go to yeah. the Giants-Cowboys game, Evan, where I, 
I'm a Tony Pollard fantasy owner in a lot of leagues, and I'm like, now I've resorted to stashing Rico Dowdle like everywhere, thinking like, I, I don't know how long this is going to go on for with Pollard and, and the Cowboys of him being the number one guy. How, how do you project Pollard this week against a Giants team that may be like playing out the string this season after the season-ending ACL tear suffered by Daniel Jones? So anybody that drafted Tony Pollard in fantasy is extremely disappointed. I mean, I've seen some crazy trade offers Hey, should I trade Tony Pollard for this guy? He's not getting it done. You know, if anybody offers you one of those, take that. Because the Cowboys have the Giants, who just, who just traded away Leonard Williams and weren't very good in run defense even before that. The Panthers and the Commanders up next on the schedule. I mean, I, I, this is an, and, and in, in this particular game, I think that Tony Pollard, this is, this is their opportunity to jumpstart their running game against the Giants in a game where the Cowboys are at home and favored by 17 points. I mean, the, the Cowboys should have the ball like all game long. Um, Tommy, Tommy DeVito is like, I mean, he, he's, he's not going to get it done. So Tony Pollard, uh, I, I think is one of the, the, the best by lows uh, in, in all of fantasy football. <laughs> he's, uh, you know, He's, he's not going to get it done. <laughs> it's like, it's no, also, he's not. Also, he's, also he's uh, terrible, and they're a 17-point underdog in the game. Fair point. Uh, Evan, what about the San Francisco-Jacksonville game? Uh, had a couple guests on the show who kind of had different angles uh, on this one. Obviously, like, really high leverage for a bunch of stuff. Both teams, you know, playoff positioning. Niners, three, total 45. What do we like here? Both teams in, in really good rest position right now. Debo Samuel's coming back. I haven't seen Trent Williams' status yet. Um, I think that we'll learn about that on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But, I mean, he's, he's going to have a chance to come back, and he's a big difference maker for them. Aaron Banks, they've been without their left tackle and their left guard for the last couple of weeks, and I think that Aaron Banks has a chance to come back, too, from turf toe. Um, but, I mean, they're, they're reloading. They're playing a, a, a Jacksonville defense that runs zone coverage at the third highest rate in the league. And San Francisco's offense under Kyle Shanahan is just built to defeat zone coverage because they complete a high number of passes and their pass catchers are insane after the catch, particularly Debo Samuel and George Kittle. Um, So I think that we're going to get them offensively to uh, hold up their end of the bargain. And I think the the Jaguars can do it too. The, The 49ers pass rush, and they tell you this because they just traded for Chase Young, their pass rush has been a really big disappointment, and their secondary isn't very good. So I think the Jaguars can get after them a little bit. The total is only 45, so 27-20 gets us there, and I, I think that we can definitely get that. Uh, Tony Pollard, by the way, at BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, his rushing yards prop this Sunday against the Giants, 68 and a half. I mean, against the Giants, there are they are seventeen point favorite. That does seem pretty good. And also, I just looked up the Trent Williams. This was announced literally in the last like half hour or so. Trent Williams uh, seen at practice today for the San Francisco 49ers, which should put him on track to play on Sunday for the Niners on the road in Jacksonville against the Jaguars. Evan did have one other thought, like a DFS thought. We're like we're out of time though, so I would encourage people to check out Establish the Run. I know Evan and Adam Levitan do a DFS show, so like Evan supports us. He comes on our show every week. If you haven't checked out their stuff please do so establish the run.com the establish the run podcast and they do live shows throughout the weekend as well getting you set to bet and win on the national football league my friend we really appreciate the time thank you very much good luck with the bets we'll talk to you soon thanks guys about 11 silver joining us here on you better you bet
Yeah, when he puts it like that, it does kind of seem like Tony Pollard might have a big game, even though I think he stinks. <laughs> right? It's like, it's like what, what game script are they going to be? Like neutral, ahead? No, like way, 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 way ahead. Like what's that game script? Like what's that looking like? Like we were talking off air. I think you brought up a good point. Maybe like Deuce Vaughn, last touchdown, like something really screwy. Like what if what if it just plays out the way the market expects? What's the last ten minutes of that game looking like? You know, I, is Devito, is Devito more likely to pass for a touchdown, or is a really obscure Cowboys player more likely to score one? Like pro- probably the latter, but it's just it's an interesting way to think about the game. Speaking of interesting ways to think about things. It's like you give you give you give me that layup. I have to like I have to like slam okay. it home. We will talk comeback player of the year on the other side. Tamar Hamlin down to minus one fifteen. We will discuss comeback player of the year, and we'll also give you our hockey bets for tonight. Bets of steel coming up next with Nick and Ken. We'll be right back with you. Better you bet presented by Bet MGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. As much as I would very much like to let this whole song play out because it's magnificent, we, we have a lot to do here on the show. we got to get the bets to steal. we got our NBA bets still to come. Of course, side total and props for Thursday Night Football with the Bears and the Panthers. But before we get to the bets for tonight, we have to wrap up our conversation on uh, P-squared, B-squared NFL awards. And again, there's one market that we have not yet hit on today's program, and that is comeback player of the year, where Damar Hamlin at BetMGM down just now to minus 115 after he was inactive yet again. Um, I'm not saying that callously, just a statement of fact. He was inactive again in Buffalo's loss this past Sunday night to the Cincinnati Bengals. Tua Tungavailoa, the second choice in the market, plus 175. Just to show how insane this market is, Josh Dobbs is the third choice at 9-1 to at BetMGM. Lamar Jackson and Brees Hall both at 10-1. to TJ Watt is 22 Aaron Rodgers is 28. Uh, Matthew Stafford, Chase Young, and Baker Mayfield all at 30. And like I shudder to think what that Baker Mayfield price would be if C.J. Stroud didn't have the comeback drive at the end of the game on Sunday. Cooper Cup is 50. Kyler Murray returns to the lineup this weekend for the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray, Ken, 100-1 to to win comeback player of the year. What about this market? You You got a Russell Wilson price on there, too, while we're getting really crazy. He's like uh, uh, he's like fifty or hundred in a bunch of places. He was a hundred a couple weeks ago, and then I bet him, and now he's like fifty. Um, this is uh, I don't I don't I don't know if I'm right at all. I have no compass for how this is going, and I was hoping to gain some more clarity this week on how this was going. I'm in my uh, for people who are watching live. I'm in my like Dirk Nowitzki post NBA Finals press conference thing where I just like the shoe the shoes are off. We're leave, we're sitting back. Just like need to get real relaxed to, to have like a like where are we at conversation here. Um, I have no idea where we're at, and I was hoping that the midseason award stuff would bring us clarity, and I feel like it brought us none. Uh, a lot of the midseason awards posts, I feel like, uh, you know, um, I would I actually I would say almost all of them picked Hamlin. Like the ones in which one player was selected were all Hamlin, and a lot of those were. I mean, you read the paragraphs, they're like throwaway paragraphs. It's like, yeah, whatever, he wins. And maybe not even a lot of thought put in. And maybe that's how it's going to go, to be fair. Uh, and I would be way wrong if that happened. Have to consider that a possibility. Uh, there were two other posts that came out later in the in the week. These were both on Tuesday. One was the most comprehensive one, which was the NFL.com poll of like their 40 writers. And Hamlin won uh, in a bit of a landslide, actually. But three other players received votes at least. Uh, 
Tua got three or four votes. Brees Hall got a vote. Like it was at least like, I guess it wasn't unanimous. Okay. Like maybe, all right, maybe there's something there. And then Mike Florio for Pro Football Talk wrote a piece with his award predictions. And I, this is me being biased. I feel like he said what everyone's thinking, which is he has Hamlin winning. And he writes, if Ham, I'll paraphrase, uh, I have Hamlin winning this award. If he doesn't play the rest of the season, I will be forced to give the award to someone else. Like, that's what he writes. And he doesn't have to be correct that other people think that way. My theory is that everyone's thinking that way. Like, yeah, we can say this right now, but when it's one special teams game and it's we're in week 18, we're doing this? Really? This is what we're doing? Um, I don't know. I don't know where we're at. And part of the problem is, you might, and you might be thinking, well, it couldn't it just be that you're wrong? Everybody at midseason says Hamlin. It's Hamlin. Uh, I guess I just, the reason I'm reluctant is Bill's Bengals was Sunday night. Like you're getting like what whatever unbiased opinion you think you're getting right now, you're not getting it because no one was going to watch that game and then not have Hamlin be on their midseason. It's just not possible. Like it was just not going to happen. So like, yes, they could all do that at the end of the year. I, my thing is, I feel like we just don't know. And so I have no compass here for like what's going on. Every other reward market, I feel like I have a very firm understanding of where we're at. And this one, as usual, because it's the weirdest, I feel like I got no clue. And that's going to make it really difficult to proceed, like betting high volume, at least for the next few weeks. Uh, Hamlin got bet a lot on the release of all the midseason stuff because he was a very likely winner on those. He went to like minus 175, back to that in a few places. He was plus uh, last week. So that's the movement. And that's what happened there. Uh, in terms, there's feels like there's three ways this plays out. And I'll, we can try to assign a probability to all of them, although that's going to be very difficult. Uh, path one of three is Hamlin wins, midseason holds. Even though Hamlin doesn't play, the greater than football narrative takes hold to the degree that he wins anyway. To be fair, that would be the first time in any major award in any North American sport that we gave out an award basically like honorary, like you didn't even have to really play to win an award. It's basically never happened in any sport. Uh, even like posthumously, and I don't think it's really happened, to be honest. So, okay, cool. Maybe it's the first time ever. Possible. Big story. Got it. That's path one. Path two is he doesn't play and everyone just goes and there isn't a really good candidate which is kind of where we're at right now to be honest uh and Tua wins which it seems like would happen if there were no good candidates like hamlin doesn't play no one else emerges with remotely like a, a narrative Tua wins i think that's possible and then hamlin doesn't play a candidate does emerge who would that be that's path three so like i actually think and this is not like a, you should go bet this. I actually think path two is the most likely one right now. Hamlin doesn't play. No one materializes to a wins, especially because two, I feel like is falling out of the MVP conversation. And he has to be out of that to be into this, by the way, like he has this resurgence. He leads the league in passing. He's not going to win this, but he lost. And everybody likes Lamar Jackson and everybody likes Joe Burrow and everybody likes Josh Allen. And doesn't feel like people like Tua. that means he can qualify for this. As like a second rate award. Um, so I do think that's the most likely, maybe not by a lot. Uh, if we want to have the talk about other nominees and other candidates who can win, they're all fringe cases right now. No one makes any sense. That doesn't mean we have half a seat. We have half a season for something to make sense. And remember, recency bias is as strong as ever in these awards. If something happens at the end of the year, that's what it is. Like that's who wins. And I don't, maybe nothing happens. Um, so your candidates then for path three would be. Rodgers have to consider it possible. Like, even if it seems like the craziest, never going to happen thing, that just means if it does happen, then it's like a really strong, you know, compelling case. 
to be fair, we've never had somebody win this award that did that either. Um, you know, like it came back like two games or three games in one. So that's a fringe case. That's unlikely, but it's possible. Uh, if the Broncos go on a big run in the second half, I do think Russell Wilson is really live for this award, but they have to go on a big run in the second half. And that's really unlikely. I think Chase Young can win the same way McCaffrey became eligible when he got traded to the Niners. But like, let's be honest here. Like it's a fringe case. No one's talking about it. Everyone's talking about something else. If he just keeps doing what he's doing, I think he's got no chance. Like it's gotta be splashy. It's gotta be big. And that's not likely. And then like, yeah, if Baker Mayfield won every game the rest of the second half of the season, uh, then I still think Florio had him third. He gets mentioned like a little bit in a couple of the pieces. I think that's possible. People bring up Brees Hall. It just doesn't seem very likely. I'm just going to be honest. Like, I think it's like, cool, he can come in third and be a finalist a lot and not win. He doesn't strike me as like the way the Jets offense runs of having these like 200 yard games all the time against anybody. So that's a really long explanation. Uh, I would not bet this award this week. I would, I'm sort of like resigned to the fate that the guys that I bet on to try to beat two and beat Hamlin just didn't pop. They just didn't pop. And they were good candidates. And rather than add 25 more candidates... I'd like to wait a few weeks and see if, like, can we get one player that maybe we can identify that has a chance? And can we know for sure that Hamlin's going to keep being inactive, at least here for the next few weeks? And can Tua get back in the MVP conversation, which takes him out of this conversation? These are all mysteries. These are all things we don't know. Uh, does, does not seem like a good market to bet into. I do think it's, like, incredibly fascinating, though. So I just wanted to go through all that stuff. Yeah, but like, and like, I'm fascinated to see like what Kyler does this week and what like Arizona's plans are because like this market's gonna sure. get really crazy and like Kyler plays well in Arizona. I, they I feel like win. they don't want to win. That's the yeah, problem. Like, I don't like think, they gotta win I don't games. Think they want to yeah. win. No, like, maybe I agree. be like, hey Kyler, uh, Call of Duty yeah. just came out. Why don't you take a couple weeks off? Right. <laughs> How's your foot? Well, uh, oh, it's we'll fine. Name that like Wally's doing that game and just like kicks him in the foot. How's your foot? <laughs> I always think about when like people say things like that the scene in dumb and dumber was like yeah that's good. how's your burger why don't you eat up and we'll tell you yeah, like the chuckle guy that's like how's how's your burger that, i think that's i think that might be like my favorite comedy ever i don't want to say it's like the funniest movie everyone have different opinions on on things i think that's the funniest scene in what is a very funny movie like the scene with what's his name mental is his name yeah. Who, like, yeah, who, who, right. who dies because they give him the rat poison? <laughs> just like... Who, uh, like, not a betting question. Who do you think is going to win this award? Like, you got to write one name down on a piece of paper right now. At the end of the Ro year, this is the guy who wins. Who do you think wins? Rogers. I think two is going to win. Because I if think Rogers comes happen. back, I think he wins. Yeah. I think if Rogers comes back, he wins. When do you think he's coming back? So. Again, like, not this is not predictive, and it doesn't mean that it's definite. Just that, like, people here locally think he's coming back in the final couple games of the season. Okay. Like, end of December, beginning you of January. Think, uh, so let's play it out. Tua, Tua looks like how he looks right now. He'll come in fourth in the MVP voting. Um, Hamlin doesn't play again. Rodgers comes back week 17, plays both games. You would love Rodgers in that situation. Yeah, because, like, T Tua played last year. And this, this is my opinion. Like, other people don't have to think right. the way I think. Tua played last year. Like, he was, like, in, like, among not, like, the top favorites for MVP coming into the year. But, like, we talked to – like, a guy we talked about maybe being an MVP candidate before the year is going to win comeback player of the year. Like, get the hell out of here. Rodgers is 39, tore his ACL in week one and would come back at the end of the same season. And he wouldn't win? I have a hard time believing that.
I think Rodgers is going to win if he comes back. And, like, I don't know that he's going to, just that, like, there's a lot of smoke right now that he is going to. Who do you think would win if he didn't come back? I guess Tua, based on, like, the analysis that you gave, if, if Hamlin never plays again. Yeah, like, it's, it's part of it's, like, I can think what I think, but then, like, if people are just into this... Then I, I guess, you know, like, I, I, I guess never like got, there's not really a I never got this. the Tua yeah. thing. So, like, I'm probably not the right person to ask because I never get well, I, the well, Tua I, thing to be I, like, I guess I, like, get it. But my thing is, like, we're we're good, we're not there yet. But, like, thir third quarter of the season, especially final quarter of the season, I'm just, like, listening to what people like, say. We don't like, it's, I'm, it's, I'm I understand. Done. Like, yeah, like, I'm done at that point thinking. It's just, like, what is everybody saying? Who cares what I think? But, like, the first half of the season, I can't listen. To, because, and for people who are curious, like, well, why can't you do that the first half of the year? Everybody was saying Hamlin. Because media in the first half of the season in any sport, before the year starts, first month, second month, they're wrong about everything, and it's all they're trying to make predictions. They're trying to bet. Have you have you met a lot of media members who are good betters, reporters? They all suck at it. Like, they're terrible at making predictions. We make predictions on this show before season start. We get them all wrong. The media said Austin Reeves was the NBA's most improved player this year. They're like minus 700 when he's on the court. They lost by 30 to the Rockets last night. Just to give you an idea of like, well, listen to the media before too. No, like there's a point where it's just what name are the, I don't, like if you're a reporter, like God bless you, I'm sure you're a nice person. I don't care at all who you think is gonna win at all. I care, tell me the name you're writing down and tell me why. Like that's it, next, then next one, next, next, next. Like don't care about the analysis. Like don't care about like, well, like, you know, like there's three months to go. I kind of feel like, great, zzz, done. Don't care, don't care at all. So just like, that's why it's like, we're not there yet where it's like, what are they actually gonna do? And so I, I kind of have to be listening. We're starting to get there, but like four or five weeks from now, like if they're saying Tua on you know Christmas weekend, this is the story, like was gonna retire, doctors talked him out of it. Who cares, he started 14 games last year or whatever. Like if that's what they're saying, then shut up me, you know? Go jam Tua everywhere for however much money you can bet, because like that's what it's gonna be. We're not there yet, we're like at the pivot point, but man, in like four weeks, if that's still the noise, and Hamlin's not playing, then like I'm gonna have to change my mind. Like I just am, and that sucks. Yeah, I just yeah. If Rogers doesn't come back, it obviously becomes like a little bit more. It of a gets difficult, really crazy question. if he doesn't come back because, which to be fair, like I, I don't know if he's gonna come back. Like I, and and yeah, like they could just vote for Hamlin. I, I really think that when we get far enough away from this, two and a half months from now, and he just How many didn't months? play, two and a half. And he just, it's, you know, January 20th and the ballots are due or whatever. Like, again, it's November 9th. Like, nobody's writing anything down for two months. Two and a half especially months. If they, especially if they don't make the playoffs. By, Buffalo doesn't make the playoffs. I mean, like, this also, I mean, honestly, though, here's like, you want to get some really fringe stuff? They're out of it week 18. They activate and him. And they activate plays. him. Yep. Yep. Like, I've thought about that, too. I, I kind of want him to win. Not this weekend, but like I want to, I like they need to be relevant. Can't be doing any like participation trophy stuff in week 17 and 18. Yeah. Here's here's my thought. Hamlin comes back in week 18 and he's active and like the Bills are like, let's let's say they're eight and eight and like they if they win to go to nine and eight, they can't make the playoffs and he's active in week 18 and he plays in the game. If Aaron Rodgers comes back for important games, I think Aaron Rodgers wins. I mean, that's a really fascinating hypothetical, but, though. Look, that's like actually, everything pops. Yeah, like I'll both those guys. I'll use the same out. verbiage that people used before the season, which was like, if Hamlin plays one snap, he wins. 
I'll say if Aaron Rodgers plays one snap, he wins. Uh, after the injury, because he, he what he play like three snaps before, and then something Fair else. Fair enough. Snapped. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think maybe yeah. three or four. But who's counting? Right. Exactly. It's it's very interesting. But I don't. I was aggressively betting this early in the year on a theory. The funny thing is, like, I think the theory's correct, but I just think like Tua was always low priced, and I don't get it. And I there's just not another guy right now that I'm willing to to like go in on yet. And maybe we just maybe next week things will be different. But the, and this like and this sort of thing like if you're not like a huge award market player but you play fantasy like this sort of stuff happens all the time where you have guys and yeah. it's like you you made good investments and like the scenario doesn't occur for your guy to imagine play. if Mayfield wins imagine if he just beats Stroud yeah I wish he had honestly all right on the <laughs> yeah, other yeah. side we'll give you a, a literal ton of bets coming up for tonight it's time for Nick and Ken's hockey bets drop the puck it's Bets of Steel. All right, Jake, let's drop the puck four times so we can hear the, uh, the computer start melting down. Drop the puck. Drop the puck. Drop the puck. Drop the puck. A little delay. It slays me. All right, in lieu of going through every game, because we have a lot to do here in this final segment, Ken, just give us the bets for tonight, and I will do the same in the National Hockey League. Yeah, sure. I'll go. Uh, I think this is true. Did you, is hockey rotation order just like one, two, three? Four? That's what it says on my board. I was I never knew that. Anyway, um, I like the uh, I like the Canucks, even though uh, Demko is not starting tonight. Dismiss starting instead, like a really good spot. Ottawa second night of a back to back. Vancouver is just like I think they're one of the best teams in the league. We'll see. Uh, like Vancouver, uh, Nick and I are going to be against each other. I like the Rangers. I've been playing on them a little bit basically while every single member of the team has been injured um, and they've been on this kind of incredible run. Yeah, I haven't done it. I wish I'd done it in every game. They, I they win um, every game. So good strategy. Uh, I mean, you know, kind of what a five one against Detroit the other night or whatever. They're like, my, they're down to like minus one twelve in a couple places at home against the wild who are bad. Uh, I'll take half of the Rangers minus one fifteen, whatever in that game. Uh, I like the stars and kind of a bounce back. Uh, they're a huge number on the road. Lay the puck line. Ottinger starting. Favorite for Vezina. Hintity hintint. Uh, I'll play the Coyotes because Kanish likes them and it went really well the last time. Uh, and then I will... Uh, two plays that I think you you like both as well. The Penguins, which you can go into a little bit more. Kings, huge win last night against uh, Vegas. And then I'll take the... I don't want the Sharks to win. This is the game for last place in the entire league. And it's McDavid against the Sharks, which is incredible. Uh, I want a two and a half. Two and a half on the Sharks. I don't want one and a half. Like, I want, like, the Sharks to be moderately competitive, I think, is just a fun bet for tonight. And also, like, that, and BetMGM's offering that as the puck line for the game tonight. You can't yep. lay one and a half. You can either lay or take two and a half tonight in the National Hockey League. All right, I'm just checking one goalie matchup here. Okay, we're at Sorokin and Allmark tonight. Uh, I'm yep. going to play, believe it or not, I'm going to play a contrarian over on this game with the Islanders and the Bruins. Over five and a half at BetMGM plus 100, where... Yeah, Sorokin's had a couple clunkers this year. Is it possible that Swayman's Boston's best goalie and it's not Linus Lomark last year's Vezina winner this year thus far? I'll play a contrarian over with the Islanders and the Bruins over five and a half. I'm with Ken. I agree on Vancouver. Um, everyone that thinks like our guy Rob Pizzola, piss off, Rob. Let's go Canucks. Also, we love Rob. Uh, I like the Red Wings on the puck line tonight against the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, they're starting Caden Primo. Like, I think it's like Keith's son. Maybe that's actually true. And I will also play Alex DeBrincat to score. Hasn't scored in six games. Media starting to question when's DeBrincat going to break out. What better place than here? What better time than now? DeBrincat anytime goal. To, to break out tonight in Detroit. When then after he scores, we will say... 
So, uh, listen, Ken bets on the Rangers. They're my favorite team. They win every night. I bet against them. They're my favorite team, and I'm poor. I'll do it one more time tonight because one time Rangers hero Louis Deming starts tonight for the Rangers. People that don't remember that name, Louis Deming won like every Penguins goalie got hurt in the first round series a couple years ago. Louis Deming came and actually played pretty well against the Rangers. Rangers came back and won that series. Beat Tristan Jari, I think it was, in game number seven. I think Jari returned for that game seven. We bet the Rangers in that game. Louis Deming stinks. Give me the Minnesota Wild tonight against my Rangers who just like win every game apparently. Oh, I'll back you and Kanish and play the Arizona Coyotes. Give me the Coyotes. I'll play under six with the Jets and the Predators. Winnipeg has scored 10 goals in the last two games. I think they come back down to earth a little bit. Good goalie matchup there with Soros and Hellebuck. Give me the under, under six with the Predators and the Winnipeg Jets. I like the Penguins to go on the road and beat the LA Kings. That's my favorite bet of the night. And I'll back uh, Ken up on San Jose plus the two and a half, two and a half against the Edmonton. Oilers. And those are our bets of steel tonight in the National Hockey League. Uh, we'll get to M with the NFL coming up in a moment here. NBA bets first, but first we need Jake to drop. Jake, the dope-ass beat. Our show sponsor is BetMGM. BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks, and BetMGM is offering the best odds in the game for NFL first touchdown props and the futures market all season long. Lines are available on the move right now for every single NFL game in Week 10, including Thursday Night Football. So download the BetMGM app, visit BetMGM.com, and do so, please, today. And also, check out the BetMGM YouTube page to watch my Board of Spreads video. Everyone watches these videos on Twitter. Like, it does great. We appreciate it. We're trying to boost the BetMGM YouTube numbers. You want to support me? You want to support the King of Sportsbooks, our show? Check out on the BetMGM YouTube page. Also, download the BetQL app for the tools you need to take down the sportsbooks. BetQL's five-star play for tonight, Bryce Young, under 21 and a half completions against the Chicago Bears. BetQL.com and the BetQL app. Ken, in the NBA tonight, only two games after last night's hashtag Hardwood Hysteria. We've got Milwaukee as about a one-point road favorite in Indiana against the Pacers. Total bet down to 238.5. I probably missed a piece of injury news while we've been doing the show for that total to drop like it has. And then uh, the Hawks and the Magic in Mexico City with Atlanta about a three-point quote-unquote like road favorite on a neutral site. The total is about 232. So Bucks, Pacers, Hawks, Magic, what do you got? Uh, yeah, Lillard out tonight. Giannis, game time decision, but I have him listed probable on the injury report. Uh, but no Lillard, and that's why the side in the total have crashed. Uh, I have two bets in this game and nothing in the other. Hawks magic. Good luck. I guess I'll watch it for Mexico City or something. Uh, I, I know this is like going with the movement and the injury. I, I think the Bucks are really poorly coached, and I think their defense is terrible. And they got last night. Normally, I would always be contrarian in these situations with the Budenholzer Bucks. I'm not contrarian here. Like, Griffin's Agreed. bad. They can't defend. Lillard's out. He saved them last night. They got last night. Cool. This is a schedule loss. Uh, Pacers like them in the game. And then the only player who will actually be rested is Giannis because he got ejected yesterday with two technicals for taunting and did not play the remainder of the game. Uh, I think in a close game, the Pacers win. Giannis goes over his numbers. So if he plays, 31 and a half points over, and then the Pacers to win. Nothing in the second game. And by the way, it's not just like Adrian Griffin stinks. It's also like Rick Carlisle on the other side for Indiana. I'm with you sure. here on the Pacers. I like Indiana in the game as well. I was contemplating giving out like a really crazy prop in this game. I think I'm just going to stick with my side bet here and hopefully just win that. And I have no bets on the Hawk Magic game. I kind of want to bet Orlando on the money line, but uh, I'm not going to. I'll save some bets for the National Football League for tonight. All right, we can keep the dope-ass beat up here. And if you're here for the football bets, you're going to get them. And you're going to get them right now where uh, – 
We'll just give some like the injury information just to reiterate for people that may have missed it over the course of the week. For Carolina tonight, Brian Burns, star pass rusher, is out, as is wide receiver DJ Chark. LaVisca Chenault out as well. Steven Sullivan's out. Carolina now two tight ends will play for them. Tommy Tremble and Hayden Hurst. For Chicago, Justin Fields is officially inactive. Tyson Bajant draws the start. And that's really the only piece of injury information for the Bears that's worth mentioning here. Canada, our show sponsor, BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. The Bears, in between a three and a three and a half point home favorite. The total is sitting right now at 38 the Panthers plus 150 on the money line bets please side in total Bears and Panthers yeah this is a I just didn't get a market that I wanted to bet into with injury news if Fields plays this goes like four four and a half that's where it was trending I would like the Panthers probably just plus the points not sure they're gonna win now we're like three three and a half kind of in between honestly what I'm probably gonna end up doing if it's just three one ten or if it's three close to that I actually like Chicago a little bit at that number with this injury report so it'll probably be like find a couple ways to play the Bears in the game just for a couple bucks like to have action on the game total I have no opinion may play with like a low total and I think Bears by margin is like borderline impossible. Maybe bet like try to find like Bears by one to six, some Bears like exact scores that match the total where they win by one possession. Like think that they will win, think the side and the total are pretty close and actually a good encapsulation of the teams. And uh, and that lends itself to, I think, some, some fun priced props that way. So like Bears by small margins kind of props. That's kind of what I'm thinking for tonight. Just to have a couple bucks. Just didn't get the injury news to like actually make a full size bet in the game. Uh, I paid a little bit to get the three and a half with Carolina. This is like, it's not one of my favorite bets. It's not like a bet that I absolutely love. If like everyone is, what's your favorite bet in the NFL this week? It wouldn't be this. I kind of like can't quit the Carolina Panthers. It's probably honestly like it's a fault of mine. Uh, I, I still hashtag believe a little bit and maybe I'm way wrong here. This is like a spray the board bet. If I was like actually like really wanted to like be uh, disciplined, I would not make this bet, but I, I'm not. And I want to bet the game, and I want to have money on it. So I'll bet Carolina plus the three and a half. If you can find a cheap three and a half, I don't know if you can anymore, but that, that's my thought on the game. All right, and those are our side and total thoughts, which means it's now time. After a winning week nine in the National Football League, let's get the good times rolling here. Let's get it started here. Let's get it started. Uh-huh. Where the props yeah. on Thursday night, and especially, have been killer so far this season. We hope to keep it rolling here in the second half of the season so the prop king descends down from thy royal throne, traipses across thy royal purple velvety carpet over to thy royal balcony to gaze down upon you, the peasants, to issue prop bets, winners for Thursday Night Football with the Panthers and the Bears. Now approaching the betting window, it is your prop king, Nick Costos! All hail King Costos! All hail King Costos! Worship me, fools. You know, the one yardage prop, playing only one yardage prop on Thursday night, has worked out pretty well. So who am I to mess with something that's working? Jonathan Mingo, M-I-N-G-O. Mingo was his name Oh, His receiving yards prop the last couple weeks has been lined in like the really high 20s or the really low 30s. That's where it's at again tonight. It's at 32 and a half. The difference, though, is that DJ Chark is not playing tonight for Carolina. And, and like, he, he plays every snap, and he's going to number one perimeter option tonight. And, like, it hasn't been adjusted at all. 
So we'll play over Jonathan Mingo, over 32 and a half receiving yards. If you're looking to take a shot in the anytime touchdown market, I would look at Bears third running back, Darrington Evans, and you could take a shot on Evan Silva's guy, Terrace Marshall, first and last touchdown. We will talk to everyone coming up tomorrow on a phenomenal football Friday. Bet MGM tonight coming up next. Until we meet again, I'm Nick Costos wishing you minimal sweats, winning bets, the absolute very best of luck. Thanks for listening to You Better You Bet. Up next, it's Bet MGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by Bet MGM. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.